This is a Reconstructionist Radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to purchase this book. Tithing and Dominion by Edward A. Powell and Rusus John Rushdooney. Copyright 1979. Published by Ross House Books Incorporated. Chapter 7. To Whom Do We Tithe? As I write this, I do so fresh from tossing a letter in the fireplace, to be burned as an unclean thing. The writer, a total stranger, demanded to know why I believe that, quote, New Testament believers, end quote, must tithe. Somehow it is for him a mark of apostasy for anyone to believe that it is our duty to obey the Lord. For him, tithing is a mark of the beast, a sign of Phariseeism, Romanism, and every other kind of evil he can imagine. Not only so, but all his venom is seen as gospel zeal. For such people, the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians 1113 13-15 are most fitting. It will not do to remind such people of our Lord's words, quote, It is easier for heaven and earth to pass than one tittle of the law to fail, end quote. Luke 1717. 17. They find it holier to give freely to themselves and stingily to the Lord. But as Lanzel wrote, our Lord was emphatic that our righteousness must exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees, or we shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 5.20 How will our righteousness or law-keeping exceed that of the scribes and Pharisees? First, by taking the law seriously and not evasively, not striving for formal obedience which made a mockery of the law, and second, by seeing the full meaning of the law for the heart, mind, and actions of men. In Lanzel's words, quote, Jesus Christ did not promulgate afresh for Christians, as from a New Testament Sinai, the law against murder or adultery or any other law, but to show the binding and spiritual nature of the Mosaic law and its far-reaching principles. He taught that these commandments may be broken by an angry word or even a sinful look. Neither again did the Lord reenact that his followers should pay a patriarchal tithe, a Levitical tithe, a festival tithe, a demai, or any other, but so far was he from repealing the law concerning tithes or lowering God's claims on property, that he set before those who would be his followers a more complete fulfillment of God's law, and an ideal more lofty by far, leaving enshrined in the memories of his hearers those remarkable words, quote, it is more blessed to give than to receive, end quote, and proclaiming to each of his would-be followers, quote, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple, end quote. God's claim on our property, persons, time, and all things else are total. It is of his grace and mercy that he asks for tithes and offerings to be given unto him, and the rest to be used by us as faithful members of his covenant. The question, to whom do we tithe, is thus already answered, to the Lord. The scripture declares that our tithes are, quote, holy unto the Lord, end quote, Leviticus 27.32, i.e., they are to be separated unto him and his work and requirements. The tithe does not belong to the church or to any Christian agency, although it may be given to them. In whosoever hands it is, it belongs to the Lord. When the Levites were godly, Israel paid its tithes to the Levites. But even then, the tithe belonged to the Lord, and could be given directly to the cause the tither trusted to be faithful. Thus, in a time of apostasy, a man from Baal Shalisha brought his firstfruits directly to Elisha and his followers. 2 Kings 4, 42-44 The Levites were not an institution. They were men set apart for the Lord's service. Since the tithe is holy unto the Lord, 
It is our duty as tithers to judge that church, mission group, or Christian agency which is most clearly holy unto the Lord. Tithing in itself is not to the Lord if the tithe goes to ungodly, wasteful, or indifferently effective agencies. Thus the Lord holds us accountable for our use of his money, just as he holds the receiver thereof fully accountable also. This means that we have a duty to give wisely. We need to study both the faithfulness and the effectiveness of every tithe agency. Is it effective in our lives and in the lives of others? Does it use its money wisely? The wise use of money is neither miserly nor extravagant. It is effective use. Some people seem to feel that there is a special virtue in poverty, and they prefer missionary causes which keep missionaries on the edge of poverty. This is in violation of 1 Timothy 5.17. A missionary told me of one mission which paid its ineffectual missionaries so well that they were on the level of the wealthy in that foreign country. At the same time, another agency sent out its missionaries, quote, on faith, and paid them so poorly that he and his wife found it necessary to feed this other missionary to forestall her starvation. Again, a very hard-working and effective pastor was denied a much-needed raise. The reason came out at the board meeting. A key member of the board, a man who was an envious man and a failure in one job after another, but a sanctimonious and active member of the church, fought bitterly to prevent the raise, declaring, quote, the preacher will then make more money than I do. It's his business to sacrifice for the Lord's sake. End quote. This kind of ungodly reasoning is all too common. In Christian schools, teachers are regularly expected to, quote, sacrifice by accepting immorally low salaries so that parents can avoid sacrificing something. Because the laborer is worthy of his hire, Luke 10:7, to rob a Christian school teacher of his or her due pay in order to subsidize a parent and his children is simply theft. God does not honor thieves, and most Christian school parents are thieves. Beware, therefore, of agencies which do not treat God's laborers honestly. One, quote, Christian television station regularly underpays or skips paychecks for employees while continually expanding some aspect of its facilities and promotion. Its board members are thieves. They are misusing God's money and are stealing from the Lord's laborers. Thus, the church or agency should be one which obeys God. Does it avoid debt? Does it lend to or borrow from believers at interest or with usury? Does it proclaim the whole counsel of God? Are financial reports issued annually? Are they understandable? How much of its activity is promotion and how much action? Is it effective? Some years ago, in a violent storm, I spoke at one city to a group of five. Some remarkable results ensued. A few days later, I spoke to 1,100 with a good reception and no results. I learned quickly that some activities look impressive but produce little. The important thing is not to sow seed on a thousand barren acres, but rather it is far better to sow on even one fertile acre. It is good public relations to speak and work with large and impressive groups, but the Lord's work is not public relations, quote, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, end quote, Romans 14:17. Finally, we are told that the Lord, quote, loveth a cheerful giver, end quote, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. St. Paul was not talking about tithes here, but more a special famine relief offering for suffering and needy fellow saints. The word translated as cheerful is literally in the Greek, hilarious. Why should we be in our tithes and offerings hilarious or cheerful in paying and giving? The word speaks of happiness, merry spirits, and rejoicing, and with good reason. The taxes we pay to men are largely wasted, and their results evil. When we give to the Lord, not a word, act, or penny is in vain. 1 Corinthians 15:58. 58. 
God has ordained that his word shall not return unto him void, but shall accomplish that which he pleases, and prosper in his ordained purpose. Isaiah 55.11 This means that, when we give to the Lord, we give effectually. Our every tithe and offering is powerful to the tearing down of the things which are, and to the establishment of that which alone can remain, that which is of the Lord. Hebrews 12.27 We are helping finance God's victory through his servants. This is indeed something to be hilarious about. It means that we can make both our lives and our money count for the Lord.